Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how flammable are your branches? <laughs> I find it interesting that my Bible verse of the day in my app was, do not be afraid, I will save you. When you pass through the fire, <laughs> you will not be burned. Happy holiday. Welcome. Happy holiday. To Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing Happy Holidays to you We're here to make your happy holidays even happier If you're burdened down with trouble If you're down with trouble your load down the road Come to Holiday Happy Holidays Happy Holidays What's up, happy lifers? Happy holidays to you. That's why we're here during this holiday season to make our holidays even happier, especially with 2020 Christmas. So I got a good one for 2020. Oh, Christmas tweet. Oh, Christmas tweet. Oh, Christmas tweet. Oh, Christmas tweet. These are actual tweets. People put out about the Christmas tree. A Christmas tree decorating tutorial for parents of toddlers. Step one, open your ornaments. Step two, dump them on the floor along with your pride. <laughs> Step three, pour yourself a drink. Well, that was from the real American dad ass. This one's from at exploding unicorn. X-P-L-O-D-I-N-G unicorn. Wife, I want a real Christmas tree. Me. They have sap. It'll get everything sticky. Wife, we have four kids. Everything is already sticky. <laughs> Good point. He, he put out another one. He said, to make sure my kids don't mess up the ornaments this year, my Christmas tree is a four-foot-tall cactus. <laughs> I like what Simon at Simon C. Holland said. Wow, my kids are decorating the heck out of this small lower left section of our Christmas tree. <laughs> or this one from at Ken Jennings. What about that one? My kids about the ugly pink or blue flock Christmas tree every single year. <laughs> At Sarcastic Mommy 4 says, If you don't have to threaten your kids to help you decorate the Christmas tree, do you really even have teenagers? <laughs> every year, I've got this big thought in my mind that, you know, I saved all the ornaments from when my kids made them when they're kids, you know, and we've got two trees. One, because my wife likes to decorate it, you know, how she likes to decorate it, and, and she does a beautiful job. And the other one, we got so we could put up all the kids' ornaments on there. So I always have this idea that all my kids are going to show up, and uh, we're all going to put on the ornaments together, and we're going to get all sentimental. Look when you made this one. Nope. Never happened yet. <laughs> uh, Exploding Unicorn says this. Me, I hate putting up the Christmas tree every year. Seven-year-old. So why do you take it down? He's got a good point there. Another one from at Simon C. Holland. A strand of lights on my Christmas tree went out this morning and my kids learned five new words. <laughs> this one's from at Kevin McLeod. Interviewer, what are your qualifications? Me, I managed to fit the entire Christmas tree back into its box. 
interviewer. Welcome to NASA. You're an astronaut now. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Anyway, yeah. I actually still have the boxes, and the trees still kind of fit in them, believe it or not. But there is a protocol I've learned. When I first got this latest one I got, I actually videotaped me taking it out of the box. So I have, uh, <laughs> I have a thing to go back to when I can't fit it back in. And lastly, from at Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Anyone know how to get blood off a Christmas tree? <laughs> oh, anyway, I was watching The Grinch. You know, you used to be able to say the old Grinch or the new Grinch. Now you can't. Now they have another new Grinch out. So I was watching the middle Grinch, the one with Jim Carrey in it, and after the Grinch had got done, I, I don't want to be a spoiler. So here's a spoiler alert for the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. If you haven't seen the Grinch Who Stole Christmas yet, um, where have you been? <laughs> anyway, obviously everyone's seen the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. So I don't think I'm going to be spoiling too much here. But in the one with Jim Carrey, they're all the same story anyway. So if you've seen them one, you've basically seen them all. But they all have a different angle. I love all of them, honestly. I just saw the new one for the first time this year, believe it or not. I've been wanting to watch it. And every year, it just the last couple of years have just gotten away from me and I haven't got a chance to watch it. So I, I watched it this year and I loved it as much as I love the other ones. But the one with Jim Carrey, after he gets done burning down the tree, um, they just bring, he's getting ready to go back up to Mount Crumpet or whatever it is. And, and all of a sudden he, he's shocked. He can't believe it. He's looking over there and it's like, they bring out a brand new Christmas tree. Oh, we got a spare. They said, <laughs> which takes me to what I want to talk about today. I want to go back to the middle of the 10th century BC. We're talking now. So we're talking a long time ago, just a few years ago, old Christmas tree, old Christmas tree. <laughs> so no, this isn't about a Christmas tree, but it is a very old story. It's from 10th century B.C., we're talking. And there was a king who was King Rehoboam. And King Rehoboam wasn't a very good king. He didn't lead his people very well. He was kind of a tyrant. And uh, so he gets attacked. And uh, I think a lot of people probably didn't like him, including his own his own people didn't really like him because he was, he was so mean with them and to them. And so he gets attacked. And in fact... There's there's one, and it's actually in the Bible. There's a passage about it uh, in Second Chronicles 12 it's, that also talks about it in First Kings, I think, chapter 10 or 12, somewhere around there. Um, there's more on this story as well as the history books. But it says this: it says that by the time Rehoboam, verse number one, First Second Chronicles chapter 12, by the time Rehoboam had secured his kingdom and was strong again, he and all Israel with him had virtually abandoned God. And his ways. And that's basically the story of the Grinch who stole Christmas. They had abandoned their ways. Santa, what's Christmas really about? Now, at the end of every movie, right? Spoiler alert again, but at the end of every movie, they all figure out wait a minute, this isn't what Christmas is really about. It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas. He thought. Doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, 
means a little bit more. And I'm telling you, I am a sucker for that whole mentality. I can fall into that mentality. Um, and not just getting grumpy over the holidays, but more trying to make Christmas perfect. Make everything just right. Trying to, we've been talking about, uh, last week, we talked about Thanksgiving versus Thanksgiving. And I, I leave the Thanksgiving scene and I immediately turn it into Thanksgiving. That's one reason why I'm talking about this year because it's really, it's really, I feel like it's what, what God is trying to reveal in me this year. My goal for Christmas this year is to not go into Thanksgiving. I'm not just talking about getting presents for ourselves, always wanting presents for ourselves, but I'm also talking about, for me, it's more along the lines of me working so hard to get the perfect present, the perfect present for everybody else. And in the Grinches, that's what it's all about. They're trying to make, especially the last two Grinches, they're trying to make Christmas perfect. They're trying to make it, you know, everything has to be just right. And I feel like there's so much pressure on us to make Christmas so perfect. And I don't remember if I said this in the podcast or if, or if I said it in the live cast, but, you know, if we change the name of Christmas to love giving, it'd be different because Christmas is about giving. It's not about getting the perfect gift, but it's about giving love instead. It's about giving hope. It's about giving joy. It's about giving peace instead. And so King Rehoboam and his people had, had become so confident and, and so strong that they had abandoned that says they had virtually abandoned God and his ways in the message translation. And I think a lot of ways, Christmas is such a great holiday. The whole holiday season is just so perfect to start with, you know, Halloween where you can dress up and be anything you want to be and get paid with candy to do that. Right. And then you got your Thanksgiving, which is about giving thanks, which is about being full of thanks. Then you go into black Friday and cyber Monday, which is about buying presents for other people, not just yourself, but buying presents for Christmas for other people. And then you go right into giving Tuesday. Ah, man, I holiday season is so great. Then you go into Christmas, right? And then you go and you start the new year after all that. I think, I think it's just brilliant. I just, I just love how the holiday are set up, which is why we make a big deal of it every year. But it's so easy in Christmas to get sidetracked and to making it, making it about the getting, not the giving. You can't hurt Christmas, Mr. Mayor, because it isn't about the, the gifts or the contests or the fancy lights. And that, that's what Cindy's been trying to tell everyone. And me. She's been trying to tell me. And she happens to be right, by the way. It's such a fine line here because... When you're giving, you're giving presents to people. So you're, you're trying to get them the right present. But what I'm trying to say is the, it's the perspective behind it. It's the DNA behind it. It's the whole thought behind it. It's the whole, I got to make sure that I get the right presents versus I, I want to make sure that I give love and give hope and give peace. And this present will do that. And so I fall into that category. I mean, Christmas is so warm and it's so powerful that that we always have moments where we waken up to that and we go, wow, God sent his son to earth as a baby, right? Even the word Christmas, that was invented when they decided to make a mass celebrating the birth of Jesus, Christ mass. And so Christmas was invented to celebrate the birth of Jesus. That's what the whole point is. But Oftentimes we virtually abandon that. We abandon those ways and we make Christmas about the getting, getting the perfect gift or getting for ourselves from someone else, the perfect gift. Or if someone gives us a gift and we feel guilty because we got to give the gift back versus having a mentality of, wait a minute, I want to give hope. So you gave me a, a gift. 
I say thank you. I didn't get you one back, but I can give you encouragement. I can give you a thank you. I can give you, man, that means so much to me. And that's all you really want when you give someone a present. You don't want them to say, well, I, I need to get you one. That kind of ruins the whole point, really, of giving, in my opinion. So when, when someone gives you a gift, if it's about Thanksgiving, then we immediately got to go to the store. We got to get them the last chia pet around the <laughs> the twirling Christmas tree in the, in the, in the Rite Aid or the hardware store or whatever, you know, because we ran out of time and they got us a present. We got to get them one. That's about Thanksgiving. But if it's about love giving, if it's about hope giving, if Christmas could be called peace giving, boy, wouldn't that change everything? Wouldn't that change how, how we view things online, how we post things online, how we treat each other, or how when somebody gives us a gift and we didn't get them back one, we wouldn't worry about going to the store and trying to find them the last Ronco whatever gift that was left, but we would look them in the eye and say, man, I didn't get you a gift, but I tell you what, this means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And you mean a lot to me, man. I'm so glad that you're in my life. And man, that's a gift in itself. That's what I'm talking about. Love giving. Well, Rehoboam had, had virtually abandoned God and his ways in the same way that many times over the holidays, I abandoned the whole point of Christmas, the whole point of celebrating Jesus, the whole point of giving hope to people, giving peace, giving love. And so what happened with Rehoboam was a lot like what happened when the Grinch burnt down <laughs> their, their Christmas tree. They just pulled out another one. I love that whole mentality. Rehoboam was the son of Solomon, which is one of the greatest kings for Israel of all time. He's called the wisest, richest king that ever lived by a lot of people. The guy was very affluent and he was very wise. At one point, God showed up when he was much younger and said, I want to give you one thing. What would you like? And of all the things he could have asked, he asked for wisdom. Man, I love that. So he was a very wise king and he was a very rich king. Go on to First Kings, I think, chapter 10, and you can read all the stuff about him and even Queen of Sheba. And, and she just she just loved him and then she gave him tons and tons and tons of gold and and the, the temple that he built um for god was like this massive i mean the story about solomon just search him search king solomon you know online and he quite the story well i could could you imagine filling in those those footsteps and here rehoboam shows up on the stage and he abandons what his father the ways that his father had. his father was trying to build a temple for god and his son just one generation later abandons that way and and a god in all his ways right so so solomon was so had so much gold and so many jewels and so many the temple was so, he he had more than enough to build the temple it was crazy could you imagine a building project where you had more than enough than you know what to do with and so he ended up making like 500 shields of gold which is the worst material to make shields out of because it doesn't stop anything it's it's heavy and it's not that solid so those shields of gold weren't necessarily made for protection they were made for looks they were made for show right and i can imagine him showing those off like showing them off on the walls or whatever but 200 of those shields were like from your shoulders to your ankles i mean they, they were really big shields right and 300 of the shields were just smaller ones well while king rehoboam was there people came and looted all the gold out of the temple and rehoboam shows up and says hey can you put those gold shields back up on the wall can we grab those gold shields can we make a show of everything here and christmas in a lot of ways becomes a show can we make it look better can we get the perfect decorations i've been trying to find the perfect christmas lights to put up because i see my neighbors and i want to do one like them and i'm like well, i wonder where they got those lights and but i'm kind of clueless on that type of stuff and so i got these old burnt out 
glow balls all over. I, I mean, and so, but we, we want to make it so perfect. We want to make it so right. So he wants to find those 500 shields so he could put them on display so he can show them off so he can have the perfect kingdom, right? But they can't find them. They come back and say, we don't have those shields anymore. So Rehoboam might have been foolish in how he treated his people. But Rehoboam did a very wise thing here. The wisdom of his dad definitely came through him on this one. He did the same thing that they did, that Mayor Mayhu did, when Jim Carrey as the Grinch burned down the Christmas tree. I quite enjoyed that. He said, what do we have? And they had a bunch of bronze shields, brass shields. So instead of the gold, the... Benjamins, the the T-bills, the, the gold. Now they've got copper. They've got pennies, right? Now he says, well, take out the copper shields and use them instead. Put those up instead. When he burned down the Christmas tree, Mr. Mayor Mayhu said, well, bring out the spare. And this year, with 2020, I just was listening on the radio the other day, so I haven't checked this out, but the other day I heard on the radio as I was putting up the Christmas lights that... I guess in Washington now, they've moved our closing of everything down or the, even I, I, I have to get all the details of it, but I believe, you know, they didn't want any families getting together over Thanksgiving. And now they've extended that through Christmas. They don't want extended family gatherings to get together through Christmas because of COVID. That it's like burning down my Christmas tree. Now, whether it's a right or wrong move, that's not what I'm here to talk about, honestly. Um, he's the leader of, of my city, and I'm going to do the best I can to to follow his leadership, uh, whether I like it or not. But bottom line, it's a kick in the gut, right? It's burning down the Christmas tree to the to the Who's in Whoville. That Christmas tree was a center where everyone would gather around and they would sing, and it was burned down. What are we going to do with Christmas? Well, we all know the ending of the movie. They get together anyway and sing fa hu fo re I mean, I, I looked up, I put it on caption so I could hear what they're actually singing. It's just made up words. I was like, what are they singing? Well, Fahu Fore, I think that's actually, <laughs> I don't think it means anything, but the tree is what they gather around and sing their Fahu Fore or Dahu Dore or whatever it is that they sing, but they gather around that Christmas tree. And we all know that in the original Grinch Stole Christmas, they didn't replace that Christmas tree. They still gathered around and sang anyway. Christmas came just the same. Somehow or other, it just to say. Even though they didn't have the Christmas tree there. I wasn't real big on Mayor Mayhu, right? That's the whole point of the movie. You gotta not like him because he's kind of mean, just like Rehoboam was. He was a poor leader, just like Rehoboam was. And he was trying to make Christmas all about all the decorations, all the festivities, all the stuff, and forgot the real the real point. Just like Rehoboam had virtually abandoned God in his ways, Mayor Mayhu had abandoned what Christmas was really about. You know, I love it at the end of the first movie, Grinch, where they just started singing anyway, even though the tree wasn't even there. And that's what melted the Grinch's heart in the, fir in the first one. But in the second one, when they burnt down the tree, the mayor just put up another one. Just like Rehoboam, when he found out that all the gold shields were gone, someone looted them, they had stolen them, they had taken them as plunder, and now he's got nothing. But he doesn't have nothing. He has something. He has brass shields. He says, go get the brass shields, go get the bronze ones, and put them up instead. He burned down my Christmas tree, then go get a spare and put that one up instead. Christmas really isn't about the trees. It's not about the ornaments. It's not about the decorations. It's about the mass of Christ. It's about celebrating the birth 
of God who came to earth as a baby and was held and taken care of by this teenage girl mother. <laughs> How he became vulnerable. I mean, there's parts about God that are in the baby Jesus that, that the baby Jesus pulls out of me like nothing else. I see things about God as him come to earth as a baby, that's the magic of Christmas. That's the warmth. That's the whole deal. That's what it's all about. It's about the silent night. It's about the away in a manger. It's about the giving of love, the giving of hope. And if someone has burned down your Christmas tree, if someone has plundered all your your gold, like every year I wish I had more money to buy more Christmas presents. Every year. So I don't think it matters how much money I have. It's not about the presents. It's not thanksgiving. It's love giving. And if you don't have the money that you wish you had to buy the presents that you wish you had, then use the pennies instead. Pull out the brass shield, not just the gold one. And give hope, give life, give peace. That's what this is all about right now. This is about celebrating God who came to earth as a human being so that he could help us and he could set us free from all the junk and all the ugly and all the sin and and all the mistakes and all the stuff that we do. God says, I'm here to help you. He showed up on earth to fix what we had messed up. And so back to the Bible verse of the day, now that I think about it, you know, Isaiah 43 that I mentioned earlier in verse one, do not be afraid. I will save you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Then he goes on and says, when you pass through deep waters, I will be with you. Your troubles will not overwhelm you. Oh, that's so good. When you pass through fire, you will not be burned. <laughs> so no matter what's going on with you whether you have troubles whether you don't have enough gold now you only have pennies is left right or someone has burned down your Christmas tree or you you can't hang out with your family like you wish you could remember you know when the when the who's finally get everything taken away it's not until everything is taken away from them that they finally remember at the end of every movie at the end of every Grinch where they say wait a minute Fahu Fore here to stay it's us holding hand to hand heart to heart kind of thing can we just remember god is here he's here to help us whether someone has burned down our christmas tree or taken or whether or we don't have enough gold to buy the presents we want to buy or we're in a bunch of trouble we will walk the fire and not be burned he will help us with our troubles he calls us by name and says you are mine god made you and he loves you and he wants to be your God. So, happy holidays, everybody. Fahu Fore. Fahu Fore, Stahu Dores. Welcome Christmas, Thomas. Thanks for listening. I hope that helped. Merry Christmas, Mr. Grinch. Steve Ace.